What's going on, y'all, and welcome back to the No Limit Lab. I'm your host, Eloy, and today, today, Junior, or should I say tonight, 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 we're going to be going over Peacemaker, baby, and I hope you guys are having a good day. I just want to start off by saying that, and guess what? Your night's going to get even fucking better because it's 9.53 p.m. Friday, January 21st. I hope you got your headphones on. I hope you got it on speakers everywhere. I hope you got this plane in the car because the No Limit Lab is back at you with a new fucking episode. Peacemaker, tonight. Now, spoiler, there are going to be spoilers in this review. I don't want to hear nothing. I most likely won't hear nothing, but I don't want to hear nothing from fucking nobody about, oh, the spoilers, don't, don't say nothing. Go watch this show on HBO Max right now. Stop the podcast. Stop the podcast. Go to HBO Max, and if you don't got it, bum it off one of your friends. Go on one of the movie websites. You know what I'm talking about. Or go buy HBO Max for yourself and watch the first four episodes. The first three episodes dropped Last week, the f uh, fourth episode just dropped, or should I say the second, because they dropped three at once, and they dropped the fourth one a couple of days ago, or yesterday, yeah, yesterday morning they dropped it, go, point is, go fucking watch it, okay, I'm gonna give you guys five seconds, five seconds is all I'm gonna give you, one, two, three, four, five, all right, we're gonna start spoiling shit, we're gonna go over stuff, and we're gonna break down this episode, I got my notes next to me on my phone, I'm going to go ahead and briefly go through episodes one through three. I didn't take notes during those because I wasn't thinking about taking notes around that time when I watched those episodes, and that was last week. But let me go ahead and slow down here. Guys, I really love this show. James Gunn has directed the first five episodes of this series. I believe, if I'm not wrong, there's eight. I'll have to look that up later. I could be wrong. But James Gunn has directed the first five episodes of this series, and wow, you can tell, if you're a James Gunn, a James Gunn fan, you can tell that he directed this shit. James, see, one thing I want to say about James Gunn, I fucking love James Gunn for the fact is that he put so much effort into developing his characters in the shows, he put so much effort in making you as an, us as the audience, care about the people he brings to, the, brings to life on screen. James Gunn is known, well, at least for Marvel, James Gunn for Marvel was known as the guy who put Guardians of the Galaxy on the map. Now, a lot of people, including myself, didn't know shit about the Guardians of the Galaxy, but when that movie came out, it was immediately one of my favorite movies in the MCU, and it still is to this day. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 didn't hit so hard for some people. I fucked with it. I can't wait for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 to come out in a couple of years. I think we're getting the Christmas special at the end of this year, but that's neither here nor there. We're here to talk about DC. We're here to talk about Peacemaker. Episode 4, The Chode Less Traveled. Now, the names of these episodes... I don't really get them sometimes because I'm like, huh, what the fuck? What the? What does this name mean? What is all this? But hey, I ain't complaining. All I care about is the story and how the show portrays the story and the characters to us, the audience. Now, I'm going to go ahead and break down. Well, not break down, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, briefly go through episodes one through three. Um, very good. John Cena is great in this fucking series. The first, the first episode, we start off with John Cena waking up in the hospital you know, he, if those of you who saw the Suicide Squad that uh, came out last year, if you didn't, go fucking watch it. It's one of the best DC movies that has come out in recent years. DC has been very hit or miss at the box office and, you know, with a lot of their movies just because they don't really have a direction. And DC's got nobody to blame but themselves. But hopefully now that they got James Gunn at the helm of this series and possible sequel for the Suicide Squad, hopefully they got their shit together, and they're going to get their shit together, because I want to see DC do good, I'm a, I'm a DC guy, y'all, I, I am a DC guy, look, I grew up with, 
I grew up with Batman the Animated Series. Now, Batman the Animated Series came out before I was born, obviously, but they used to show reruns of the show on Boomerang. Boomerang used to be the discount Cartoon Network, still run with Cartoon Network, but it, Boomerang was the, Boomerang was like the throwback, the throwback Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network had all the new modern shows, and Boomerang had all the shows from the previous years that would be thrown as reruns on their network. And that's how I was able to watch Batman the Animated Series. I was able to bat watch Batman Year One with the worst fucking Joker that I've ever seen on any sort of any sort any sort of just DC thing. And, and look, I, I'm even gonna put that past the Jared Leto Joker. The reason why I can stand the Jared Leto Joker is because I can fucking laugh. He kind of redeemed himself a little bit with that one scene in the Snyder Cut. I did give praise for that, but you, you know what I'm saying it was well deserved. But I fucking hated the the Joker that they had for Batman Year One, that was terrible. Mark Hamill, one of the best Jokers that we've ever had. I wish we could have had him in live action, but we didn't. But, like I said, we're going to be going over Peacemaker. So, the first episode, we start off, John Cena wakes up in the hospital after he was shot in the jugular, or what seemed like the jugular. Now, I just found this out a couple of weeks ago, and I should have fucking noticed this, but I don't blame myself for not seeing it. When John Cena gets shot by Bloodsport in the... um. In the finale of Suicide Squad, spoilers, if you haven't seen Suicide Squad, that's on you. That shit's been out for fucking over, uh, fucking like half a year, half a year now. It's been out since, what, May? May of last year? June? July? I don't fucking know. Summer! It's been out since summer last year. So if you ain't seen it, well, you should go see it and come back. Bloodsport shoots him, and there's a there's a conflict, or there's a little, just little... Not, not friendly. It's, it's a little competition between Bloodsport and Peacemaker. They're basically the same character, except Peacemaker is more of a douchey Captain America. When John Cena said that, who is that's who Peacemaker is, when someone asks, well, what, what's Peacemaker? He said he's a douchey Captain America, and he's fucking right. He will kill anybody, no matter how many women or children it takes to get peace, and he's a fucking crazy character. It's good to see... I'm happy to see John Cena in a fucking... In a um, in a superhero role or technic tech okay so this this series man you know it's oh he's clearly a fucking fucked up guy in Suicide Squad you know he's a fucked up guy you can't he's not a, I wouldn't say he's a super villain he's just kind of a piece of shit he's a douchey Captain America that's the best way I can describe it so in the finale of that movie um, Peacemaker and him are both pointing their guns at each other, and they both fire their guns at the same time. Peacemaker brags to, um, Peacemaker brags to, um, Bloodsport that he has bigger bullets. Bloodsport says that he uses smaller bullets, I believe. Hollow points, don't, don't quote me on that. I could be fucking wrong. All the gun experts might be pissed off at me if they listen to this shit. Hey, all I know is that when they both shoot each other in the finale of the film, when the bullets are going at each other, um, Bloodsport's bullet goes through Peacemaker's, and I believe what happens is it goes into the barrel of his gun and it causes the gun to explode and a piece of the gun, I believe the hammer of the gun, flies at Peacemaker's jugular and you get the impression, oh shit, he hit him with the bullet. And I didn't find this out. I looked carefully at the scene again and it looks like the hammer or a piece of the gun when it exploded after getting filled with the bullet uh, caught Peacemaker and uh, cut him in the jugular and made him look like he was about to die there's a post credit scene at the end of that movie where you find out that peacemaker is still alive he's still fucking breathing and amanda waller is gonna have these people who i will name in a second 
look after Peacemaker for some sort of new mission. We were we got announced back, I think it was a year ago, a couple of years ago, that there was going to be a Peacemaker show directed by James Gunn after the Suicide Squad. And we got it. And I fucking love it. It's great. So let's get into it. So for the third time, I'm saying we wake up a Peacemaker in the hospital. He wakes up wondering where the fuck he's at. And he gets up, starts looking around, and he asks the janitor, I think he's a Mexican dude, Mexican dude, Middle Eastern dude, I, I couldn't tell, he, he's a funny-ass fucking dude. He starts talking to him, and he's all like, they, they're arguing about like superheroes and stuff like that, he's telling him, oh, I'm a superhero, he goes, if you're a fucking superhero, then I'm fucking Batman, he says something like that. Basically telling Peacemaker, you're full of shit, you're not a superhero, you're a bad guy. Peacemaker, now right off the bat, we find out that Peacemaker is very concerned about how people think about him. He doesn't want to be looked at as a bad guy. He wants to be looked at as a good guy who will do anything for peace. It's part of his ego. Um, Peacemaker eventually basically tells him, like, hey, if I leave, you're not going to snitch on me. And he's like, nah. Gets his shit. He goes and grabs his bloody ass clothes and he walks out of the um, he walks out of the hospital, takes a cab ride home, and he doesn't have any fucking money. The cab uh, the, uh, the guy who's um, driving the cab tells him, all right, it's cost this much Peacemaker's like, I don't got any money, but I could offer you um, some Corto Motiz money. And he's, and he's looking at him like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? He goes, that's all I got. I don't have any money. And he ends up giving him his helmet. And the taxi driver drives off with Peacemaker's helmet. Peacemaker is without a helmet. Um, right off the bat, Peacemaker goes inside of his... Uh, Peacemaker, well, they pulled up to his... Not a house, not an apartment. He lives in a trailer park. A trailer park that is decked out in all sorts of American memorabilia, American flags, all sorts of little trinkets and stuff like that outside. This guy is obviously a big-time American guy, if you couldn't already guess that. Um, he goes inside, and he starts sitting around and everything. He thinks everything's all good, and then eventually you find out, like, yo, you're not, you're not let off the hook, my man. You got to fucking... You got to work with the government. You got to do some sort of shit. You got to, you know, you got to get going. You're not, you're not off the hook. He thought he was off the hook. Stupidly, he wasn't. The government was always watching him. And they basically recruit him for this black ops mission where he's all like, okay, well, he got to work for, he's got to work for Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller's got these three people or four people, I should say. One whose name is Clemson, the black dude, the very stern, um, serious black dude. You kind of get some sus vibes from him at the beginning. You're like, this guy, I don't know, man. He don't really seem like he's the guy he says he is. But hey, you know what? Maybe that's just who he is. Maybe he's just stern. You get another character, Harcourt, who is a very uptight female, very to herself, very doesn't put up with shit from anybody. And I'm like, okay, she's a serious kind of, serious kind of, you know, serious female. You got uh, John Economos, who's... Uh, <laughs> Peacemaker gives him this name. Uh, John Economos is this uh, big chubby white dude with glasses. These people were all in the Suicide Squad except um, the next person I'm going to mention and Clemson. And the next person is Adebayo. Adebayo is uh, a bigger black girl. Uh, she just got recruited for this Black Ops mission. And the Black Ops, the black ops mission that they're doing is basically a mission they don't want to do. They're like uh, Clemson. Oh, not Clemson. Um, Harcourt and... Uh, um, John, uh, John Economos, I'm going to call him John Econ, it's easier to say it, it sounds cooler, John Econ and Harcourt basically were put here because they stopped Amanda Waller from killing all the people of Corto Motiz to be able to stop the giant starfish from Project Starfish, Starro, the giant starfish from Suicide Squad, spoiler alert again, go fucking watch the movie, don't complain to me, um, 
So they're being punished with this shitty mission, working with this shitty guy, Peacemaker, whose real name is Chris. Chris something. I don't remember his last name. I got to get that. But we're going to keep calling him Peacemaker because I like that a lot better. But his real first name is Chris. Um... Peacemaker says, well, if he wants to do all this, he's got to go get his eagle first, his his pet eagly, his best friend. And he literally pulls, goes up to his, he goes to his dad's house. He's got to go to his dad's house to go get his car. He's got to go to his dad's house and get his pet eagle. And his pet eagle is literally his best friend. This pet eagle literally is his best friend. He goes up, his dad opens it. He, tell, he goes up, his dad opens the door. You see his dad. I was a huge fucking fantasy in this. I already kind of got it spoiled from the intro, which I really fucking like the intro for these um, for these episodes. Um, his dad is Robert Patrick, the Terminator from Terminator 2, the T-1000. Oh, my fucking God. I was so happy when they casted him as a character in the DC uh, DCEU, DC Universe, whatever you want to call it, in this series. I'm so fucking happy to see Robert Patrick. The only problem is... He's He's a fucking racist. He's a fucking racist. And this is how I know, this is how I know James Gunn gives no fucks, bro. They, they're letting James Gunn do whatever the fuck he wants. And I'm all fucking for it. People who are getting, are soft about shit like this. It's a fucking character. It's a goddamn TV show. If you don't like it, don't watch it. But guess what? You're fucking missing out. His dad's a racist. Peacemaker. Now, I'm not going to say Peacemaker is a racist. I think that he was raised by a racist person and he's just kind of like, he don't, I don't think he fucks with the, I don't think he likes that his dad is racist, but he's explaining to his dad, um, where he's been and everything. And he, he got out of, he just left the hospital and stuff like that. He saved Cordo Motiz. His dad doesn't give a fuck. You can tell his dad doesn't like him. His dad is just giving very, just off putting vibes. He's coughing a bunch and shit like that. Now, I don't know if he's sick. We don't know. They don't really specify too much. Um, he tells them like, Oh, I, I worked on, I worked at Cordo Motiz and, uh, uh, I got put in the hospital. Uh, there was this guy named uh, Bloodsport, and you wouldn't believe it, Dad. He's scared of rats. This guy is a master assassin. He's scared of rats, and him and his dad start fucking laughing their ass off. And he goes, "That ain't the guy that put you in the hospital, though, was it?" And then Peacemaker, huh, it was the guy that put me in the hospital. His dad, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? That's the guy that put you in the goddamn hospital. Now he doesn't sound like that. I'm just doing the the Cletus country voice. Um, he's pissed off. He, he tells Peacemaker how much he hates him more. Peacemaker obviously wants the approval of his dad. Very relatable to a lot of people. Uh, he, but you know, he doesn't have a backbone when it comes to his dad. He lets his dad gonna just talk to him however the fuck he wants and walk over him. And, you know, you can see that he just lets it happen. Um, he tells him, uh, he, his dad, he tells his dad, I need a new helmet. I gave my helmet to a taxi driver. His dad walks him into this room. And the the room is just it's filled with all sorts. Of, it 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 doesn't even look like it fits in the house. It turns into this giant weapons room with um, reflective mirrors everywhere, all sorts of different types of gadgets and stuff. You see guns. You see a bunch of different peacemaker helmets. So for a racist, his dad is a pretty fucking smart guy when it comes to technology. His dad has designed all these ever different types of helmets, and he tells him here. This helmet will, uh, uh, will um, provide a sonic boom if you command it to or something like that. And uh, he gives him the helmet and uh, he gives him some new gear. He washes his gear. He does something. I'm trying to remember exactly. It was a week ago. Sorry about that. I didn't take notes, like I said. Just going off of my memory. 
He takes him to go meet his pet, his pet eagerly. His his eagle is in there. He's happy to see him on his little stand and everything. Peacemaker goes up, and the eagle gives him a fucking hug with his wings. He tells dad, dad, you should get this picture. Get this picture. And his dad already fucking fucked off out of the garage. He tries to tell his dad he gave me a hug. His dad, nah, I don't give a fuck. His dad's mad. He, he doesn't care. Don't like him. As he's walking out, the nosy neighbor is being a nosy fucking neighbor. The nosy neighbor obviously doesn't like um, Peacemaker's dad. He, th- I guarantee he knows what this motherfucker is all about. He's not a ma- an asshole. He's just an annoying neighbor. He's, he's the annoying neighbor that talks to you and you don't want him to talk to you. The, na- the, the uh, Peacemaker's dad don't like him and uh, Peacemaker don't like him just because he keeps annoying his dad. Um, they have some debates about superheroes and all sorts of stuff like that and everything. He tries to tell him he's a superhero. The neighbor don't believe him. This is a running gag in the series. It's, it's fucking funny. Um, uh, fast forward, Peacemaker's got a, Peacemaker's told by, um, Harcourt and all them that he's got a, you know, we need you for this briefing. We got to do all this stuff. They meet him at a restaurant or he meets them at a restaurant. He meets them in full fucking gear. That's what I love about him. He, sh- he shows up. He's such an egomaniac. He shows up in his gear, helmet on, costume on and everything, pulling up his, in his American flag decked out car with his pet eagle in the front or in the passenger seat. And they're all just like, what the fuck is this guy? And he sits down next to all of them. And he just looks like a, he's a, he's a sore thumb. What the hell that phrase is? Sticking out like a sore thumb. And uh, they're giving him shit and everything. <laughs> and he, he makes this remark to this uh, female waitress. And he's all like, um, thanks, uh, thanks, hotcakes, or thanks, sweet cheeks. Yeah, sweet cheeks, I think it was. He says there was a female. And she goes, what else can I get you? He goes, uh, that'll be it. Thanks, sweet cheeks. And they all look at him like, what the fuck? Like, dude, that's a sexist-ass comment. Dude. You want if you watch this and he he called her sweet cheeks. He didn't say it in an aggressive way. He didn't say it in a mean way. He was saying it to be endearing, and he's obviously not politically correct at all from what people say. And the waitress wasn't even mad. She was like, "Oh, okay, thanks," and took it as a compliment as it was directed. And everyone's giving him shit like, "You can't say that stuff, man." It's two thousand and fucking whatever, two thousand twenty twenty one, two thousand twenty. You can't say that, man. Uh, Johnny Con gives him shit for it, and he goes, what? And a guy is staring at Peacemaker in there, keeps looking at him, and Peacemaker's kind of just like, what the fuck? Why is this guy staring at me? He's like, oh, it's a friend of my brother's or something, he says. And, um, this guy is, is uh, uh, we learn is, uh, uh, I'll tell you in a little while. Well, well, this guy is, this guy's vigilante. I believe he might have showed up earlier in the episode when Peacemaker was at his trailer, I'm not sure. I don't know. I think he did. Yeah, he showed up while Peacemaker was at his trailer, I believe. He was wearing his uh, co- uh, his outfit. His uh, character's name is Vigilante. I'm going to put this out here right now. I came up with the character named Vigilante like a fucking year ago, and I've already been designing stuff for this character. Uh, you know, uh, if the character's not... The character's kind of similar, but I didn't know about this character in DC at all, so I just want to put that out there. I'm still going to do my character named Vigilante, different, different origin, different stuff. Uh, but I just want to put that out there. So, and if I got to change the name, I'll fucking come up with something, come up with something different, but that's neither here nor there. Let's get back to the show. Um, this guy keeps staring at him. He's got glasses and everything. He's the bus boy, I believe. And he just keeps, uh, looking at uh, Peacemaker. Everyone exits. They all go. Uh, I believe Peacemaker has a conversation with Adebayo, uh, the black girl. And he talks to her and stuff like that. He's not rude. He's not rude to her at all. He's very kind of just like. He's got an ego. He's got an ego. He just says what he says. He doesn't have a filter, and that's what I like about him. He's funny. 
Um, they have a little conversation, you know, you can tell that these guys are going to, these guys are going to become closer, not like sexually, not romantically, not any like that, but just closer as, as char developing characters, they're going to become closer in the show because they, and one thing I want to say, great fucking casting by James Gunn and DC, these guys and these actresses and a these actors and actresses have great fucking chemistry. That's what I love about James Gunn. He gets people who got great chemistry. That's a plus I'm going to add on to the show right here, right now. Um, they talk about the Black Ops mission and everything. Uh, fast forward to the headquarters, and they're all set up at their headquarters and stuff. Peacemaker wants to hit on, uh, tries to hit on Harcourt a numerous amount of times in a bar. Harcourt tells him to fuck off. Uh, these hillbilly rednecks come up to Harcourt, try to, try to get her number. They try to fuck with her and stuff like that, and... Um, she don't, she don't have none, she ain't having none of it, they get pissed off, try to put their hands on her, she fucks that, she fucks him up, and makes him cry back to his fucking hillbilly homies and stuff like that, Peacemaker's just like, whoa, he's enthralled, amazed, but she doesn't fucking want no part of him, she dips, she leaves, Peacemaker looks over, Peacemaker looks over in, um, other side of the bar, and he sees this, um, he sees this other chick back there with, like, some rocker type hair, is, you know, she looks like, she, she's like looking at him, giving him the eyes and stuff like that, he goes over, next thing you know, they're fucking inside of his, um, they're fucking inside of his, uh, or inside of her apartment or something like that, um, also too, I kind of glossed over it, Adebayo, um, is in a relationship with her girlfriend, I don't know, I forgot what her girlfriend's name was, I don't, no, they don't have kids, she's in a relationship with her girlfriend, um, uh, what the fuck is it called, um, I don't, I don't know her name. I don't know her name. I got I got to figure that out. They they don't they don't show her too many times yet in the in the first couple episodes. Uh they got some pets and everything and she's talking about, you know, how she doesn't think she's cut out for this mission and everything. It's her first time doing all this sort of stuff. She's nervous. And she her girl tells her like, "No, it's okay. You know, you're going to do good. All that all, all that other stuff and everything." Uh I might be glossing over some other stuff, but like I said, I don't remember everything. I, I didn't take notes. Sorry. Um we go back to Peacemaker fucking this this bitch in this uh, in her apartment, and they show titties, they show fucking everything, and it, it, I'm like, damn, I'm watching this, I'm like, okay, James Gunn don't give a fuck, this is giving me some Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo fucking Monsters Unleashed vibes where he was putting Daphne and Velma in them fine-ass fucking skin-tight costumes, oh my god, Velma was fucking fine, Velma's still fine, bro, the actress that played Velma, she is still fine, oh, um, anyway, <laughs> um, he, uh, he's fucking her and, uh, he goes, uh, he goes and she's brushing her teeth or something like that. He's talking out loud saying, wow, you know, this is a nice apartment and everything. Just no filter saying whatever the fuck he wants and just being a douchebag. And he's got his shirt off. He's got his clothes off. He's in his underwear, I think. And he's, he goes and sees, uh, goes through all her records and sees what she has. Like, oh my God, you have this record. I love this band. I love this and that. And he puts it on the record player. He starts dancing and singing to it, all sorts of stuff and everything, doing his thing, trying to get this lady's attention. And she doesn't, she's not, she's not making any sort of like human interaction at all. She's very stern, very just, just stoic in the way she's going about everything. She walks out of the bathroom while he's dancing and the camera's twirling around and giving me a lot of vibes, a lot of Suicide Squad vibes, a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy vibes. Another thing I want to add for this series, James Gunn knows what the fuck he is doing when it comes to music in movies and TV shows. He knows what he's doing. He knows when what what he knows what music sets the mood and when to put it and not to do too much of it. Great 
fucking job. As the music's playing, he's dancing, being a douchebag. She goes in the kitchen, grabs a fucking knife, comes around the corner, and she fucking stabs him. And I'm like, oh, fuck. She cuts him a bunch of times, starts to stab him. He tries fighting her. He starts getting his fucking ass handed to her by her. She starts growling and shit, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? He's fighting her, getting his ass kicked, trying to hit her with shit. She's beating his fucking ass, throwing him through a fucking kitchen wall and everything. <laughs> He's getting fucked up. And goddamn, it, it, it is just, it's fucking crazy. And I'm just like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on? It just catches you off guard. Because I thought this was going to be grounded, some sort of grounded kind of series. No, this bitch is just going straight up, alien type shit, super strength, beating his fucking ass. Um... I believe, what does he do? He, he gets, he, he somehow gets out of her apartment. Ah, what does he do? I think he knocks her, he knocks her out. He does something. He does something where he knocks her out, beats her fucking ass. He, he not, he incapacitates her to where he's able to get his fuck, to get his, uh, to get out of the damn apartment. He runs down to his car to go get his helmet and he, or to escape or something. He tells his ego to fly off. He runs out to go get his fucking helmet and this bitch fucking jumps out the goddamn hole or of the building or something. She jumps out of the building off whatever fucking high up floor they were on and jumps down at him. The bitch starts running at him. He goes and grabs the helmet that has the sonic boom on it that his dad gave him. Grabs it from his car. He's in his underwear. He puts it on and he tells his helmet to do the sonic boom while this bitch is running at him. She jumps in the air and boom! Fucking this bitch explodes. The sonic boom from his helmet caused this bitch to explode into a bunch of bloody fucking pieces all over the goddamn pavement. And holy shit, that happens. It's it, the outer frame of the parking lot. Episode's fucking over. That's the, uh, that's the brief thing of episode one. Like I said, this theory started off with the fucking bang. And oh my God, I, I would have been satisfied with this episode coming out on its own. But they dropped the first three episodes. So we still got... Three more episodes to go over. The second, third that came out the same day. I watched them all the same night. And the fourth episode that I watched yesterday. I also didn't take notes for two and three. So, like I said, don't get mad at me. My bad. Um, episode two starts off back at the uh, back in the parking lot where the explosion was caused because of the sonic boom from the helmet. This bitch's blood and guts is every fucking where. And I believe... I'm not sure if they mentioned it in this in the first episode, but... The Black Ops operation, or the Black Ops, uh, Black Ops operation, I don't know if that's how you say it. The Black Ops operation that the, these guys are working on is called Project Butterfly. They may have revealed in the second episode, but Project Butterfly is what it's called. And Peacemaker obviously is all like, wait a minute, Project Butterfly, I, he two two together, I did Project Starfish. It was a literal starfish. Is Project Butterfly a literal butterfly? Um, and he doesn't, get his, he doesn't get his question answered. Second episode starts off with... Um, with the explosion that just happened in the parking lot, Peacemaker is dumbfounded, doesn't know what the fuck he's got to do. He tells him, like, he tells Hard, calls up Hardcore, like, hey, I fucking killed, like, I, I killed her, basically, or uh, she exploded or some shit like that, or she's dead. I need you to come get me. Hardcore's like, all right, I got to fucking go get him. She goes and wakes, she's staying at some apartment complex or hotel, something like that. She goes to go pick up Adebayo, who's sleeping with her girl, tells her, like, hey, come on, we got to fucking go get Peacemaker. He says, you're driving. All right. At a bio in Harcourt, get in the car, start driving. Peacemaker runs back up to the fucking apartment to go get his clothes and, and whatever he's got up there. And this motherfucker straight up robs this bitch. He straight up just steals everything she's fucking got. He steals her. He goes and gets like a, a pillow, a pillowcase or a, her blankets 
and he makes it like a fucking uh, like a Santa sack or something like that. He starts throwing fucking DVDs, um, uh, DVDs, memorabilia, and uh, all of the fucking records that he was playing. He's throwing everything in there. He starts looking around and he finds this little space alien looking fucking thing. He throws it inside there as well. And this was the funniest scene of the fucking episode. As he's stealing all this stuff, he's struggling to put his fucking clothes on and everything. The cops are coming. They're on their way. Swarms of cops show up because uh, an explosion was, was reported by the neighborhoods nearby and the people nearby. There's cops coming around from everywhere. Uh, he's basically like, fuck, what the fuck am I going to do? He can't go out through the front of the building because he'll look suspicious, obviously. And the cops start running running through the um, the bottom of the building from the front. No, no, the cops are outside in the parking lot like, God damn, what the fuck happened here? And then one of them sees his dumb ass in the window and they go, hey, what's that? And um, one of the cops, I believe she's an Asian girl. Uh, I don't know her name. And then the other cop I recognize, he's the dude from the bench warmers. He's the guy who was, um, he was the, uh, the head, um, what do they call them? The head, I don't know, the head construction worker that was building the park for uh, the billionaire where he go, where the guy goes, keep it under a billion. It's all I got on me. And he goes, all right, guys, let's build us a ballpark. That guy. <laughs> the guy, he's from, uh, he's in hella fucking movies I've seen him in. He's in uh, Freddy vs. Jason. He's the cop that gets electrocuted in, by, uh, by Jason in the police station. Oh, Jason in the police station. That rhymes. <laughs> and uh, he's the guy from Night at the Roxbury um, who's friends with uh, Doug and Steve Butami, um, uh, um, fucking Will Ferrell, and uh, goddamn, I forgot the other actor's name. I'm sorry. Um, he's their buddy, he, 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 anything I see him in, I fucking laugh, dude, he's great, he's great, he's playing the other cop, uh, he's got a mustache, all that other shit, um, they see him, they're like, alright, let's go check it out, this fucking dumbass was in the window when they saw something suspicious, they go up to go check it out, Peacemaker's panicking, what the fuck's he gonna do, Harcourt's on their way, she's talking with Adebayo, they're having some sort of conversation, Harcourt is very standoffish, and we don't know really why yet, I think that's just the way she is, um, Adebayo is trying to talk with her and she's trying to level with her and like, you know, kind of get to know her and be friendly. And Adebayo is just very standoffish. He's like, yo, we got a fucking mission. We got to get this guy. Shut the fuck up and speed, speed up, speed up. Let's go. Peacemaker is like, fuck, what am I going to do? <laughs> and he fucking starts hopping out of all of the, um, he starts hopping. Uh, he starts running through the hallways. Like, fuck. I gotta, I gotta find a way. The cops are running up through the apartment complex. He starts trying to flirt. He knocks on somebody's door. This fucking guy answers in his robe or pajamas or something. And he goes, yeah. And he basically goes in there and he threatens the, he goes, I need, uh, threatens like, yo, the cops are after me. I'm going to fucking kill you if you don't tie yourself up right now. And the guy, what? And this dude's wife walks in and she's just like, hmm, damn. And she looks at Peacemaker and she starts giving them the looks and stuff like that. Like, this guy broke into our house. I'm cool with this guy breaking into our house. And her and Peacemaker basically start flirting. She started it. And he just kind of goes along with it. And the, the the husband is like, what the fuck are you doing? This guy broke into our house. He wants to tie us up. And she goes, oh, okay, that's fine. And um, she's all being happy being tied down by Peacemaker. I've never been kidnapped before. All happy about it because she thinks he's a good looking dude. She, this is some sort of, you know, fantasy for her, some shit like that. The fucking husband is pissed off because he's like, bitch, you're fucking... You are flirting with this motherfucker who's threatening to kill us and tying us up in front of me? She's all, shut the fuck up, you're a bitch. And they, they, they just start arguing. It's the funniest fucking thing ever. And he's pissed off, rightfully fucking so. Peacemaker is just fucking douchebag, and he's a dummy. And um, 
the cops start sweeping all the floors. They find the apartment. They're like, what the fuck happened in here? Um, they say, start, okay, go start knocking on all these other doors and everything. They go knock on the door and he tells them, don't fucking say anything about me or says something. And he goes, uh, he says some shit. I don't know. I don't know. He does something. He does something. And, um, him and the, and the female are just kind of looking at each other and I'm kind of like, okay, he's finna fuck her, bro. Like she wants to fuck. He wants to fuck. They're going to fuck. And that the, her husband ain't going to do shit about it. <laughs> cause she, I guess, cause him and her, they have like the same interest in music. They start talking about music and she goes, oh my God, I love that. And he goes, yeah, it's such a good band or whatever the fuck. And they're vibing and shit. And the, and the husband just ain't fucking with it. He's pissed. Um, he runs out their balcony window and he fucking hops down to the next balcony and he fucking boom, fucking hurts himself. Oh, all fucked up and everything. And the cops come in. They're like, what happened? And they tell him, oh yeah, he jumped out through the window or something. He says, I think they, they told on him. They jumped out through the window or something. And, um, or did they? I don't remember. I just know that he jumped out. The cops are looking for them. He keeps jumping through all these different, all these different fucking balconies and stuff. He jumps down. He sees this little kid playing with his little building blocks. He waves at him. The kid waves at him back. He jumps down another one. Harcourt and uh, Adebayo pull up to the back of the building, and they're all like, "She's all like, all right, you stay here. Be ready to fucking go, or be <laughs> be ready to fucking go. I'm gonna go get Peacemaker. Fucking wait here, and." And about like, all right, I got you. I got you. I'm a getaway driver. I ain't never been a getaway driver. And Peacemaker's, it's the funniest thing. He's jumping from each balcony, fucking himself up. And he's just, he keeps getting fucked up, falling down. Oh, oh. And he falls down again on the fucking, on a flat, big part of the building. Boom. And he fucking hurts himself. Makes enough noise where the cops go back there. And they're all like, you're under arrest. Put your hands in the air. All the, all the shit the cops say. And he's like, all right, all right, all right. And I forget what the fuck happened. I think out of, okay, out of bio, not out of bio, Harcourt, she did something. She like shot them with some sort of gun or something that like, that like knocked them out or some shit that, that I remember. I could be wrong. And she tells Peacemaker, hurry the fuck up. Let's get the hell out of here. He jumps down, fucks himself up again. Oh, oh. he runs in the car. The cops see him again. They start fucking shooting at them from the top of the building. They're like, hey, they're down there. Boom, 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 boom. They're shooting at him. He, uh, she gets in the car. And she and Adebayo goes, should I go? And she goes, no, wait till he gets in the fucking car. <laughs> and Peacemaker gets in the car. The car's getting shot. She drives off. Adebayo's all pumped up. Her adrenaline's rushing. Wow, I ain't never been part of a getaway or stuff like that and everything. It's so awesome. And I fucking love these characters, bro. They're so good together. They complement each other so well. You got Harcourt, the fucking standoffish uh, badass. You got Adebayo, the lovable, uh, the lovable uh, character who, who just wants to be, is happy to be there. Uh, and then you got the douchebag, funny-ass dude, Peacemaker. Just it, They all blend so well together. James Gunn, you're doing a good job. Um, they get out. They uh, pull up, and they're all just like, what the? They're just all like, God damn. They get through all that shit. And uh, that's over. All that happens. Um, what the fuck was it? Oh, the cops find Peacemaker's car there, and they see that he's got some uh, stuff in there or something like that that might have been, uh, you know, been part of the whole crime scene. They run the plates, and they find the plates are for Peacemaker, I believe. And as they're running the plates, they have John Econ switch the fucking, um, they have him switch the, um, they have him switch the, um, the license plate and the fingerprints on the registration, and they frame his dad, and, uh, uh, police pull up to his dad's house, basically like, no, the police pull up to his dad's house because they recognize the car 
And they're all like, yo, we know this is your fucking car, or we know this car's been at your house. Because his, his dad is known by the police, and they don't reveal it to the next episode. His dad is known by the police for some reason. They know, obviously, he's some sort of fucking racist. Uh, they pull up to his dad's house, and his dad's like, you can't come in unless you got a warrant. And he's right. So they're all pissed off, and fuck this guy. And he starts saying some racist shit to the fucking uh, the Asian police officer. She's pissed off and everything, rightfully fucking so. He, he, Robert Patrick, you're doing a good job as a racist. God damn, I fucking hate. I hate his character. I hate his character's gut because he's a fucking asshole. This is such a good job, though. Um, they run the plates or something. I think they run the plates or something like that. And like I said, Johnny Con switches the fingerprints and the registration to, for his dad instead. Uh, he goes back, the cops go back there and, um, what, I think they, they arrest his, uh, they arrest his dad or something like that. They arrest his dad, they take him away and everything. He's pissed off, like, what the fuck are you taking me in for and all this other shit? Um, and, you know, that, it, it's crazy. I'm trying to remember right now. Um, so that happens. His, his dad gets arrested. Um, other scenes that are happening during this time, uh, uh, Clemson, and uh, Clemson Harcourt and um, and what the fuck's his name? Clemson Harcourt and um, Adebayo and Peacemaker. Um, they're trying to. Um... Oh yeah, no, no, no. Hang on. At the end of the episode, at the end of the episode, it, I believe it ends with uh, the girl that peace or the lady that Peacemaker uh, and the late the lady that was flirted with Peacemaker in the apartment, um, the milf. Uh, she um, ends up fucking Peacemaker and. I think, and I think it was also Vigilante, they all fuck, and they're smoking weed in Peacemaker's apartment, they show her titties and everything, and goddamn, that bitch is fine, <clears throat> James Gunn, you know what you're doing, bro, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um, the episode ends, next episode, his dad, um, gets, gets arrested or something, uh, but most of it is about, um, most of it is about, um, uh, so they go over there. I guess there's a plot. There's a plot in the episode to uh, to kidnap or kill the senator. Kill a senator. And Peacemaker's like, what? And kill a senator. And uh, Vigilante keeps like popping in and out, like spying on them and stuff like that. Being He's kind of like a Deadpool. He talks a lot. He kind of just doesn't know when to shut the fuck up. He shows up and everything. And they're like, who the fuck is this guy? And he goes, oh, that's Vigilante. He's a friend of mine. He goes, I'm his best friend. He goes, not my best friend. My best friend is my eagle, Eagly, which is this eagle's name. Um, they talk about the plot to, um, assassinate the, uh, senator, and, um, they, they keep saying, like, oh, um, he's a butterfly, and they talk about Project Butterfly, he goes, what the fuck is Project Butterfly, and they say, oh, well, Project Butterfly, they don't really discuss it, they just go, well, you'll know it when you, you see it, kind of, so, fast forward, um, because I want to get to episode four, fast forward for episode three, um, you know, we, we learn more stuff, a little bit of stuff about Peacemaker. He, um, he, uh, he's not, he's had a hard time coming to terms with who he is. He's uh, very just, like I said, he wants to be liked. He doesn't want to be known as a piece of shit. People think he's racist automatically because his dad's a racist. He tries to say, I'm not a racist. And, you know, I don't agree with a lot of, all that stuff my dad says. You know, I, I'm for peace and everything. And my dad's views and all that stuff, you know, he's just, he's just who he is. And <laughs> defending his dad. Um, they, um, they all get in this van and they go on the mission to go, uh, assassinate the or senator or kidnap him or some shit like that. I think it was assassinate him. And, um, as they're, uh, you know, Clemson and, uh, Johnny Con, I believe are setting up some cameras somewhere nearby somewhere or where they're having their stakeout. And, um, 
Clemson is, like I said, very stern, very stoic, doesn't really say much, says what he has to say. He doesn't lack personality. It's just, you know, he curses and he says funny shit from time to time. Not like trying to be funny, but like he just says shit that comes off funny. Um, he's setting up a camera and Johnny Khan starts asking about him like, oh, I've heard about you and stuff like that or whatever and everything. And he goes, um, he goes, you know, he just asks him about him and he goes, and Clemson just goes, oh, you know, I'm just trying to make up for my past or whatever. Very seriously. And you don't really get nothing out of that. It's just, oh, okay. Um... We also find out in this episode, or I believe the last episode, we find out in the first three episodes that Amanda Waller is actually the mother of Adebayo. She is on a FaceTime call with her, and she's telling her mom, like, man, I'm not used to this stuff and everything. And she goes, you, you know, yeah, this is all what I do and everything. And she goes, all right, baby girl, I'll see you later. And right when she says that, you're like, oh, shit, that's her fucking daughter? God damn. And this is being kept a secret by Adebayo and, um, and uh, uh, Amanda Waller. Because, uh, like I said, Johnny Con, John Economos and Harcourt basically fucking betrayed um, Amanda Waller because what she was doing was immoral uh, in the Suicide Squad. And they fucking knocked her ass out. And they stopped her from killing all of the Suicide Squad members and the people of Corto Maltese. Um, and she's basically putting on this mission because she's like, fuck these guys. And I'm guessing, at and, well, not guessing, Adebayo is obviously there to get some experience in the field. And to uh, basically spy on them to make sure they're not doing shit under her nose, basically. And they don't know that um, she's her daughter. And they talk shit about Amanda and how she's fucking fucked up and everything. And she kind of just like, oh, kind of goes along with it. And in this episode, it's hella funny. When they're in the van during their stakeout at a bio and um, John Economos, they start having a debate about the Berenstain Bears and their name and stuff like that, and it was that shit, shit like that is just funny, dude. It's fucking funny because it, it humanizes the characters. It humanizes the characters and it makes it relatable. When they have little petty arguments, it makes it fucking funny and relatable. This is the problem with other Hollywood directors and other people who direct TV shows and movies. They don't know how to humanize the fucking characters. They want to make everything un. They want to set things in a realistic universe sometimes for certain movies without making realistic dialogue. That's why writers like James Gunn, Quentin Tarantino, fucking um, Martin Scorsese uh, are such great fucking directors because. They make you care about their fucking characters. Take notes, other directors and writers. Fucking, they know what they're doing. Take notes from the greats. Okay. Um, they they're, they're at the fucking they're at the senator's house. Nighttime nighttime falls or whatever, and Peacemaker and Harcourt basically go out and they're they're in the senator's front yard and they're sitting in like this little um area where he's got some uh, uh what are they called um. Uh, a gazebo, I think is what it's called, something like that. It's a little thing where, uh, I don't know. It's a little, it's a little nice thing where, like, oh, it's like it's set up near some near flowers and stuff like that. You can go on there and it's you can maybe set up a table on there or something like that. It's something nice for rich people have. Rich people have that shit. Uh, if you ever seen the Conjuring, uh, the last Conjuring movie, The Devil Made Me Do It, um, the two main characters, uh, Lois and um, the other dude, I forgot his fucking name. Lois and the and the her husband, the main characters, uh, where they first met and where they fell in love was at this like this little this little thing. I don't know what it's called, but it's at the end of the movie and it's in the flashbacks of the, in that movie. Anyway, back to um, Peacemaker. Harcourt and Peacemaker are uh, have a sniper rifle on the um, front of the house, waiting for the senator to show up. 
and uh, Peacemaker is bitching because he, his his um, insignia isn't on the um, on the uh, sniper rifle. He tries to draw it with the fucking marker, and it looks hella dumb, and he gets pissed off about it. Um, and uh, uh, Adebayo and Johnny Con are inside of the, uh, and um, Clemson are inside of the um, the van, just staking out, waiting, and. Harcourt and uh, um, and uh, Peacemaker are talking to each other. Peacemaker tries to, you know, talk with her and stuff like that. She's very standoffish. And they both start talking about, like, oh, he asked her, how did you get involved in this and everything? And she goes, talks about how she got involved. And I think she said she started with the FBI or something like that or CIA or some shit. And then she moved her moved her way up and working with Amanda Waller got put in the shit can area, uh, the shit can operation because she pissed off Amanda Waller. And Amanda's got it out for her and John Economos. And um, they're talking and stuff like that. And um, what's his name? Um, Vigilante shows up and interrupts. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, Vigilante, what are you doing here? And he's just all like, oh, I'm sorry. He's he just being a fucking nosy prick. And um, the senator pulls up and uh, with his bodyguard. And he, he has a fucking, he's got a super, uh, I'm not saying superhero. I don't know. He, he's got a, a metahuman is what they call him in, in the DCEU. He's got a metahuman with him named Judo Master, who's this fucking four foot tall little Asian dude in a fucking green uh, spandex outfit with a fucking helmet and shit like that. He's tiny. His name's Judo Master. I guess he specializes in Judo and martial arts and shit. And he pulls up and he's eating like chips out of a bag or something like that. And he's just very nonchalant. And the senator has his kids, and they got back from, like, a dinner party. Oh, they're all cheering. Oh, dad, it's going tight and everything. And he tells his bodyguard, his body, uh, Secret Service bodyguard, oh, thank you, and everything. He walks in. And Judo Master and um, the bodyguard are waiting outside. And um, Clemson's all like, okay, keep an eye on the senator. See where he got eyes on him. And when you, get, when you get an open chance, shoot the target and kill him. And they got the sniper on him. And as soon as they, as soon as you see on the window, you see all four of the family members. They stopped acting human. They're just fucking acting all like that, like the bitch who in the first episode was acting all weird and shit. And they're they're still walking, and they're they're, they're walking like fucking skeletons, just like no expressions on their face. And they walk, and he's all and Peacemaker and Harcourt like, what the fuck? Like they're not even they're not cheering anymore. Like they completely stopped all emotions. Like what the fuck are they doing? And they're like, what? And they're they're looking at them, and they go into the kitchen. And they start, they serve themselves some goop or something like that into a bowl. And they all sit at the, at, at the table like the fucking Berenstain Bears, literally. And um, they start, they, their tongues come out and they look like these frog, frog succular tongues or something like that. And they all go, they're fucking butterflies. They're all butterflies. And um, he tells them, they basically tell them, kill all of, kill them all, kill them all right now. And Peacemaker is just like, what? Kill the kids? He goes, you didn't like kill the kids. Well, what is a butterfly? And he just kill them. Kill them now. Doesn't matter. He goes, but they're you know they're kids and everything. I'm not gonna kill uh, these kids and stuff. And he's having a hard time doing it. Harcourt's like, fucking take the shot, take the shot. And he bitches out and doesn't take the shot. Vigilante's all like, don't worry, step aside. I got this. He goes and mm-hmm, 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 and boom, fucking shoots the uh, shoots one of the fucking kids and kills him. And everybody's all like, what the fuck? Shoots the wife, boom, kills her. Shoots the fucking, um, shoots the fucking, um, the other kid kills her. And then right before he goes to shoot the other kid, Judo Master shows up and fucking kicks the shit out of Alton's little four foot Asian dude in spandex, fucks all of them up, knocks out Harcourt and knock, beats the fuck out of Peacemaker, kicks Vigilante's fucking ass. 
And Clemson's all like, hey, you guys copy? Come in. And nobody's answering. Nobody's answering at all. Um, they didn't kill the senator. That was their last shot, but they didn't get the shot. Uh, they kidnap Judo Master, or they kid Judo Master and the bodyguard kidnap, um, or Judo Master kidnaps um, kidnaps Peacemaker and uh, Vigilante, and they wake up in like this underground, in this cave, and they're like, well, like, what the fuck? Excuse me. They wake up in this cave, and um, they're all just like, what the fuck, where are we? And Harcourt wakes up, the bodyguard is there, basically like, who the fuck are you, and stuff like that, and... Um, Adebayo goes to take out the bodyguard. She can't pull the trigger. He's all like, no, I have kids. Please don't do anything. I have kids. I have a family and stuff like that. Harcourt fucking shoots him. Cold-blooded kills him. Like, yo, take the fucking shot. What the fuck's wrong with you? I'm sorry. I've never killed anyone, okay? I'm sorry. Adebayo confirms she's never killed anyone. She's never never shot anyone with a gun before. And she's all like, well, what the fuck? I could have died. Harcourt's like, I could have fucking died. She's pissed off. She's whatever. She And Adebayo apologizes. And they're like, where the fuck is Peacemaker? And they said, it looks like he's inside the house. They all go break inside the house. Clemson, uh, Harcourt, and Adebayo go to break in the house. They tell John Economos to wait inside uh, the van and and, and, uh, recon, tell tell us where he's at. And they're all like, uh, they give him their phone and they're walking in there trying to find him. They're looking around. They don't see anybody. They see the dead kids on the fucking, on the table, just like with their blood spread out and just dead. And the mom dead. They were butterflies. And they're like, where the fuck are they? And they start looking around and they're in the family room where there's like a, I believe a fireplace and some paintings and stuff like that. And it says, it says he's in here, but there's no door. So they start looking for a secret doorway and they find this button on the wall. That's just uh, somewhere on the wall. It's kind of secret. And they click the button and it opens up this giant door and you see this giant, like glossy green, greenish blue, like barrier that you, there's no door handle. There's nothing there. And they're like, what the fuck is this? And they're like, how do we get in? They start trying to hit, break it and hit it. It's not breaking. We wake up and we see Peacemaker and Vigilante in the cave. Um, uh, Peacemaker has his helmet taken off. The senator is in his fucking robe, co- covered in blood. And he's like, what the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? What are you doing here? And oh, we're here to stop you and everything. And he's all like, you don't know what the fuck you're dealing with. You don't know anything or something like that. Judo Master sitting there eating his chips and all that sort of stuff. Just watching them. Little midget fucking Asian dude. And I, I just the visual of it is so fucking funny. You gotta you gotta fucking watch it. And um Peacemaker's all like uh, like we're not telling you shit. I'm not giving you anything. And he's all like, okay, well I'm gonna torture your fucking friend then. And he goes, Fine, go ahead and torture him. He has no problem being tortured for his country. What? I don't wanna be fucking tortured. And he goes, Okay, fine. And the and the senator has all these fucking torture weapons. And he's looking through him. Oh, okay. I'm going to go ahead and cut his fuck. I'm going to start by torturing him by cutting his fucking toes off from the bottom. And then we're going to work our way up. And he goes, go ahead. Vigilante can take anything. Speaking for him. He's like, what? Fuck no. I don't want to get tortured. And uh, we go back to Adebayo, Clemson, and um, Harcourt. They're trying to fucking break through this door. They have no no way to get in. Um, Clemson's all like, I got this experimental bomb. It's I, All I got to do is take off the sticky part and put it on the wall. And it'll it'll explode. And then I forgot. Adebayo goes, "Oh, maybe you should lick the adhesive so it'll stick better." And he goes, "It already has fucking glue on the back, but it'll stick. I don't, why 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 do I need to lick it?" Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was like a like a um like a um what is it the uh, like a stamp or something like that. Like no, what the fuck? So he puts it on the wall, and he detonates it, and it's not detonating. And he keeps clicking the button to detonate it. Meanwhile, fucking um 
vigilante is getting his fucking pinky toe cut off, screaming his ah, screaming his ass off. Oh my god, it fucking hurts and everything. Uh, Peacemaker eventually breaks free of the um, of the of the his hands are tied or something. He breaks free. He starts fighting Judo Master. He fucking is um, he I think he knocks out Judo Master or something, or he does I don't know he does some shit. Um, and Judo Master uh, Judo Master gets like knocked out or something, or he uh escapes from the cave or something like that. And um, Vigilante and him fucking uh are fighting the mayor because he's just, he's this butterfly creature whatever the fuck that means and he is um he's getting his fucking ass handed to him and all sorts of stuff like that and you're like what the fuck is going on and um and uh you're just like what the fuck is going on and he's getting his ass kicked and um they get the shotgun that the mayor has and they fucking shoot him and blow his fucking head off but right before that ha- right as soon as that happens um an explosion, an explosion in the, in the living room where the adhesive goes, uh, Clemson is like, okay, I guess I got to get closer to be able to detonate the explosive. He gets close. The explosive explosion happens and explodes and knocks him the fuck out. I thought he was going to die. I was going to be pissed if he died. I'm like, man, not so soon. He didn't die. He got knocked out, incapacitated. They're all like peacemaker vigilante. We're coming. And they run down and they're all like, um, don't worry. We got this, we got this shit handled or whatever. And, um, uh, they fucking shoot the, um, they shoot the guy, they shoot the fucking, um, the, the Senator and they kill him. And, um, meanwhile, judo master escaped and he's basically running off to go snitch and go tell somebody. And, um, they tell, uh, Johnny comes like, yo, judo master is fucking escaping. We need you to go get him now. And Johnny comes like, fuck. He's like, all right. Oh, by the way, the, the nickname that, um, that, uh, uh, what's his name? That peacemaker gave um, Johnny Con. He calls him Die Beard because he says your beard is obviously not the your beard is obviously off colored. You got gray in your beard and you're dying it brown. He keeps calling him Die Beard and it pisses off Johnny Con. I thought that's funny. Um, Johnny Con uh, uh, tries to find Judo Master. He's looking for Judo Master. Um, Judo Master, I believe, is uh, what the fuck is he doing? He gets into a oh he gets into um. He, he's getting into the the, uh, the senator's uh, car or the bodyguard's car and he starts driving off and John Econ basically gets in the van and rams this motherfucker and boom, rear end, or not rear ends him, um, side, side, I don't fucking know. He hits him from the fucking uh, driver's side and just fucks him up. And I'm like, oh my God. He's all, yeah, yeah, I got him. Fuck yeah. He's all pumped up. His adrenaline's running and everything. He goes out and he can't see and Judo Master's not there. He goes, oh fuck. Where the fuck is he? I am so fucked and everything. And he's all like worried and stuff. And you see Judo Master crawling on the ground. Er, 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 I'm knocked out. Er, I'm too fucking beaten in battle. And he's all crawling and stuff like that. And he goes, hey, stop. Stop crawling. He's like, stop it. Stop it. And he's, he's telling him to stop. Judo Master keeps crawling. He goes and grabs like a crowbar. And he fucking starts beating his fucking head in with the goddamn crowbar. He doesn't want to exactly beat his head in, but he keeps smacking, like hitting his fucking head with the crowbar, even though he's got a, uh, some sort of helmet on. He hits him like three fucking times, and it makes it sound like he's cracking his skull or something like that. And then after like four hits, he's like, holy shit. He's all cocky. Yeah, that's right. Don't fuck with John Economos. And he does, and he's all cocky and happy and stuff. Back to, um, back to, um, Peacemaker and Vigilante. They, it's, it shows their faces and they're like, what the fuck? And they're looking at, 
a, actually, they're looking at this thing coming out of the dead body of the senator, and it's this fucking creature. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's a fucking, it's an actual alien fucking butterfly. And then they just go, he goes, Project Butterfly is a butterfly, or is something like that? And then the episode ends. And yeah, that's the end of those three episodes. Also, I want to mention, I was, uh, I forgot to say this. At the end of episode two, when his father got arrested, they show him going to jail. He walks into jail and everyone's like looking at him. He goes, there's this black dude sitting in a spot reading a book and he goes up, hey, that's my fucking spot between this time and this time. And the guy's like, I'm not fucking getting up for you. What the fuck? And I guess that um, he gives him like a look and, and there's these white supremacists that are in there that are like looking at the black dude, like you better get up and move. He goes, all right, I'm not getting fucking killed over some racist shit or whatever. And he walks away and these guys walk up to, um, uh, his dad, uh, Robert Patrick, I'm gonna call, uh, the T-1000 guy. They walk up to, um, Peacemaker's dad and they're just kind of like, they look at him and you're kind of like, what the fuck's gonna happen? They're gonna beat his ass. And then you start to realize, excuse me, they start to realize that this guy's got some sort of pull in here. And they basically, they all like raise, they all do something like raise their fists and they say some shit, hail the white dragon, hail the white dragon. And he's all like, he kind of just was all stern and the camera zooms in on him. So I'm guessing he's like the leader of this white supremacist group or something. They call him the white dragon. So these white supremacists are bowing down to this guy who was obviously a high ranking white supremacist. And then the, that episode ends, episode two, back to episode three, they look at the butterfly and they're like, what the fuck? A fucking butterfly. And episode's over. One thing I want to say is that at the end of each of these episodes, there's a post-credit scene. Um, I don't remember the post-credit scenes for the first three episodes exactly, but they're all some sort of funny little thing. They're usually extended bits, extended little scenes onto like things you'll see, like little like little banter that you'll see between like characters is usually what the post-credit scenes are. They're continuations of that. So like, for example, Peacemaker and Adebayo could be in the car or Peacemaker and Vigilante could be in the car like, like bitching about... Um, you know, killing bad guys or something like that. And then the scene transitions to something else. And the post-credit scene will just be a continuation of that little banter. And then, it, you know, it happens after the credits. It's fucking great. I fucking love it, dude. It's so different. We haven't seen this before. Marvel doesn't even do the post-credit scenes in, in their TV shows that I remember of. Uh, not counting Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the ending, the ending of that. That doesn't count. I'm talking after every episode. He, James Gunn has been doing this after every single episode. That episode's over. On to episode four. We are 58 minutes in, and guess what? We're on to episode four. All right. Peacemaker episodes four. I think I said this for the fourth time already. The Chode Less Traveled is the name of the episode. All right. We open up on Peacemaker and his crew in their van where they're escaping the crime scene. It's daytime now uh, where Peacemaker says that um, they're all like, he's already telling me like it was a fucking butterfly. And they're like, well, what? And Harcourt and Clemson and all them are like, well, what did you do with it? And he goes, oh, I killed it. Uh, the, he kills the he killed the butterfly that flew out the senator, and then the vigilante's bitching about uh, losing his pinky toe. And uh, I wrote this down. The actors cast it all have really good chemistry. I said that before. I'll say it again. Great. I will give a show props and a movie props when it deserves it. This show deserves it. And I'm not. I, I keep saying it, but I, I, there's a reason I keep saying it. It's fucking good. Go watch it. Uh, we see that the gang is. Or we see that everybody that they captured Judo Master. He's tied up and. Um, uh, they're, they're after they're bantering and stuff like that. Uh, Judo Master falls over. He was leaned up against the wall. You didn't see him. He falls over. Boom! Hits the ground, and then the title card pops in. I love and the intro plays. I love the intro. Um, uh, we then transition to Peacemaker and the gang packing up their items from their HQ. It looks like, but it looks like they're just 
debriefing or they're doing something. They're packing up the stuff that they gathered from the, I guess, the senator stuff, and they're setting it back up. Um, Clemson then questions Peacemaker in private, asking him, uh, he fucking rips him a new one, uh, asking, saying, asking him, is your head in the game? Is his head in the game? And why you didn't shoot the senator's family? When, the kids, basically. Why didn't you shoot him when I told you to? Peacemaker makes the excuse that he didn't pull the trigger because um, uh, there wasn't a god. He goes, there wasn't a goddamn piece. There wasn't a goddamn double piece on the sniper rifle. His little insignia. He's obviously bullshitting. Clemson tells him that's it's obvious. That's bull, you're bullshitting. It's obvious. Uh, Peacemaker then says he didn't do it because he didn't want to shoot the kids unless uh, it specific, specifically leads to peace. If not, he won't just shoot kids because they say so. So he does have a heart. He does have some sort of morale uh, or morals um, inside of him. He, and he's growing as a character, okay? Um, uh, Clemson then decides to recruit Vigilante onto the team. Tells him, like, oh, we need Vigilante. We need, a, we, we need, they're like, he's a psychopath. And they're like, we need psychos. We need a psychopath. So um, then we have a conversation between um, between Harcourt and Adebayo, where Adebayo then apologizes for not pulling the trigger on the senator's Secret Service bodyguard, and then uh, she says she's never shot or killed anyone, as we established, I believe, in the last episode. But um, Harcourt gives her shit and tells her she wants to do her job, that she needs to learn how to make the hard choices when necessary. Um, that's when Johnny Khan's like, "Hey, don't worry, she's a fucking bitch to everybody, not just you." Um, Adebayo then goes to the restroom. To, I, I I thought when she went to the restroom, she was going to call her call uh, Amanda Waller. She didn't. She just goes in the restroom and just kind of goes, kind of coming to terms to what you know she's she's gotten herself into and what she's in. She flushes the toilet, pretending like she went to the bathroom because she's obviously that. That's why I thought she was going to be on the phone because she fake flushed the toilet, but she just used it to get to, you know get her composure, I guess. Um. Um. Then, um, she then questions, uh, John Economos, why they can't just take Judo Master, because, so, John Economos is tying up Judo Master on the couch, uh, hooking him up to an IV, and he's, um, uh, he's tying him up, and he's got him tied down, and then Adebayo walks in, and she goes, why can't we just take him to the hospital, um, why can't we just take him to the hospital instead of keeping him at the HQ, and John Econ says that, obviously, they can't let him leave, because he's in a fucking narc, um, they are, they are black ops, after all, so, uh, we then transition to Peacemaker and Vigilante driving, uh, driving, where Vigilante tells Peacemaker, "Thanks for letting him, uh, thanks for letting him be tortured." In a sarcastic way, they banter back and forth about Vigilante's sarcasm. Uh, Peacemakers are like, "You're, you're not, you're being sarcastic. You're being a dick or whatever." Like, "Hey, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not." He goes, "You're obviously mad." He goes, "I'm not mad. I'm not mad." He goes, "Yes, you are. The way you're saying it, you're mad." Again, funny banter back and forth between these characters. Great chemistry. John Cena. I'm glad John Cena's got this role. Um, they pulled, they pull up to Peacemaker's dad house in full costume. Peacemaker goes in the house, tells him, wait there. Uh, Vigilante starts taking off his gear. We go to Peacemaker. He knocks on the door and, um, he goes inside or he knocks on the door and he sees the, um, he sees the fucking neighbor cutting his, uh, hedges and he's looking at Peacemaker and Peacemaker's like, oh fuck the neighbor's there. And he goes, uh, he kind of just like kind of tries to ignore him and, uh, <laughs> So he he uh, has like this uh, lock pick and he he secretly out of the way of the neighbor's uh, peripheral he gets into his dad's house walks inside, um, um he walks inside and he as soon as he walks inside the TV is still playing because when they arrested his dad in the second episode he, they didn't shut off his TV the TV is still playing and there's news on the TV you overhear it about a stolen a stolen silverback gorilla on the TV and right when I heard that I'm like like. Gorilla Grodd? I think that's a Gorilla Grodd reference. 
So, I, I, hey, if they said, uh, T, if this is a Gorilla Grodd entrance, a Gorilla Grodd entrance, if this is a Gorilla Grodd reference, I'm all for it. Because if this is James Gunn building the universe around, you know, building the whole DC universe by throwing little hints of other characters, I'm all for it. And I, I forgot to mention in the first episode, in the first episode, um, John Economos, when they said that we're stuck with Peacemaker, this douchebag, Harcourt goes, or, uh, at a bio, he tells that at a bio, and he goes, hey, at least you're not fucking stuck with Batmite, and he's like, Batmite, yeah, some interdimensional little Batman guy who fucking knows the shit out of everybody, so Batmite exists in this fucking universe, that is awesome, okay, those of you who don't know who Batmite is, he has kind of a high-pitched voice, he kind of talks like, he kind of talks like this, oh my god, Batman, he has like, he, he's like, he's very, sar like, not sarcastic, but just a funny voice, now, the first time I got introduced to Batmite was in Batman the Brave and the Bold, a, ser a Batman series that came out when I was uh, maybe middle school, middle school. I liked it. It was very kind of campy a little bit. Uh, it was serious. It was campy and it was kind of, it was serious when it sometimes when it would, it was serious when it was serious. Um, and Batmite is basically like, Batmite is like, okay, Batman is like this little, is like this two foot tall or uh, two foot tall, three foot tall floating uh, interdimensional little uh, guy that dresses like Batman, he's, Batmite is his name, uh, he's, he's kind of like Deadpool, he doesn't curse like Deadpool, but he breaks the fourth wall, he talks, he literally will talk to the camera, and he talks to the audience, and he'll, he'll, in the Batman, the Brave and the Bold, it was so funny, he would pause in the middle of, like, an episode, and be like, oh my god, this is so awesome, he goes, what's gonna happen with Batman next, we'll come back when he get back from commercial, and you're like, what the fuck, he's breaking the fourth wall, and then commercial comes back, and Batman's like, Batmite's just floating in his, He's floating, uh, he's floating in his little recliner with some popcorn in his hand while Batman is on screen. He goes, all right, let's continue this. And he plays the thing. And we go back to the episode of Batman, the Raven, the Bold. So he's a fourth wall breaking character. I'm glad that they acknowledged him. This is the perfect character. If James Gunn ever decides to have him in as a little cameo, James Gunn, I'm gonna say it again, knows what he's doing. Great. Fast forward back to the fourth episode. Um, so yeah, the Gorilla Grodd, uh, well, I think it's a Gorilla Grodd reference on the TV. I don't under, I have no other reason why they would have brought it. Um, but maybe I could be reaching, who knows? Um, Peacemaker then enters his father's secret room. He types in, uh, he types in, um, he types in, uh, the code. You don't see what it is. Um, uh, and he, as soon as he goes in there, he goes and starts, he walks in, starts, he, he looks for a new helmet. He starts grabbing all the fucking helmets, throwing them in his bag and starts grabbing a bunch of shit. Vigilante walks in in his civilian clothes and he goes, wow, for a racist, he really had a brain on him. He's really smart for a racist. And he goes, what the fuck is this place? He goes, it, it doesn't even look like it'll fit in this fucking house. And uh, Peacemaker tells him that it's a quantum unfolding storage area, which leads to a dimensional nodule outside of normal space. So it's fucking quantum shit. <laughs> quantum shit. Um... Uh, he grabs all the helmets, and right before, right before Vigilante walks in when he's grabbing all the helmets, he looks over, and he stares off into the corner of the room, and you see this fucking outfit, which is, the, it's, it's an outfit, and it's like, what the fuck? It's his dad's, uh, not Peacemaker outfit, we eventually learn that it's the white dragon costume that his dad would wear, so his dad is a, ra was a, ra is a, is a racist white supremacist that used to run around, Adebayo says this later, that he, his dad used to, is a white supremacist that used to dress up as a supervillain running around fucking with people, and fucking shit up, and he used to call himself the white dragon, so they show the white dragon costume, and I ain't gonna lie, the white dragon costume looked kind of sick, 
It looked fucking cool. Fuck the meaning behind it, though. <laughs> He's a fucking piece of shit. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, Vigilante interrupts, calls Peacemaker's dad a racist and insinuates Peacemaker is a racist, too, as, uh, well, because he worked for him. He works for him. Peacemaker then exclaims that he doesn't work with his dad. He, his dad only makes stuff and gears and gadgets for him. And he goes, I don't know, man. He goes, I think the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Vigilante's being a dick. And Peacemaker keeps trying to defend himself, saying he's not racist. They then go back and forth on whether Peacemaker is a racist, to where we can see Vigilante is still mad, obviously, about losing his pinky toe. Then they exit the house to go see the annoying neighbor, telling Peacemaker that he goes, um, he goes, he, as soon as he walks out, he goes, Batman has a, coter, uh, a coterie of villains like Joker, Riddler, and Mad Hatter. You say you're a superhero. And he questions Peacemaker about, um, about how he said he was a superhero. And he goes, um, do you have a coterie of villains? Vigilante goes, no, he doesn't. And, um, uh, he doesn't. And the writer goes, so maybe you're not a superhero after all. Peacemaker then gets fucking mad and he turns around and he goes to the neighbor. He says, um, the reasons why he doesn't have a coterie of supervillains is because they're all six feet underground, i.e. dead. The neighbor then argues that Batman doesn't kill. Peacemaker then, then he says, Batman's a pussy and a jackass. Um, and then he makes a valid argument about how Batman just throws his villains in prison so they can break out and murder more people. And then he says, how many goes, he says, um, how many people do you think Batman has indirectly murdered by being too much of a candy ass not to kill these fools who clearly need to be smoked once and for all? Another valid point. Batman is so awesome though. I'll put that out there. Uh, the neighbor then tells Peacemaker that his attitude is, uh, he has the attitude of a supervillain. Your attitude is definitely a supervillain attitude. Then, uh, and he tells me, you're going to end up in jail just like his dad soon enough. Peacemaker then is like, look shocked. Like, what? My dad's in jail? Like, what the fuck? Um, he's like, he asked the neighbor, what are you talking about? We then transition to Clemson, receiving a phone call from Peacemaker where he's asking him, hey, he goes, why was his dad framed for their crime? Clemson then tells him, like, hey, you know, it was an impulsive decision, not part of the plan. Johnny Cum was the one who did it. He's like, oh, it was not part of the plan. Peacemaker then he's like, okay, I'm going to go see my dad. Clemson tells him, hey, that's not a good idea. Uh, Peacemaker ignores him and then he hangs up. Uh, Vigilante and Peacemaker talk in the car where Peacemaker apologizes for not being compassionate about Vigilante, uh, Vigilante being tortured. They both talk about their fathers and their differences. Vigilante accepts his apology. Uh, we then transition to um, Clemson telling Adebayo that she needs to talk Peacemaker out of seeing his dad. And she goes, well, why do I got to do it? Why, why can't John, Econ John Economos do it? Or why can't Harcourt do it? She go, he goes, he likes Harcourt. He goes, no, he wants to fuck Harcourt. He actually likes you. He trusts you. So she sends, he sends her to go do it. Plus, he's like, you got to go prove, you got to prove yourself so you prove that you can be on this team. So go convince him to not fucking see his dad. Um, we then change frames and we see that uh, Judo Master is awoken uh, as he's, uh, and sees that he's tied down. Then he starts, he does doing these moves where he's like twisting his hands really quick. And you're like, okay, he's going to break out. Uh, we then go back to Adebayo pulling up to the, uh, Peacemaker and Vigilante at the prison or jail. I don't, I forgot exactly what it was or jail. Okay. Jail, I guess. I don't know. Prison, jail, one of them. Um, we go back, she pulls up to Peacemaker Vigilante and she tells Peacemaker, Hey, what are you doing? Like Peacemaker don't go in there. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And she's all like, it's not worth ruining the mission. Just so you can see his dad. And Peacemaker is still upset and asks, who's the one that framed his dad. Adebayo tells him that it was Johnny Khan who did it. Uh, he goes, how'd he do it? He goes, he changed the car registration on Peacemaker's car to his father's name, and he changed out Peacemaker's uh, fingerprints for his father's. Peacemaker ignores her, and he goes, and Adebayo tells him that um, they know what his father did to him. 
She read his files, all the abuse through the years and how he treated him. Um, and how he was just, a, how he was a white supremacist. who so used to dress up as a supervillain called the white dragon. Peacemaker, uh, again, ignores, uh, ignores her. And she tells him like, um, he tell he, Peacemaker ignores her and he's saying is he's sitting his dad. He's still family. He's not condoning his father's racist views while walking into the prison. Um, we then transition to, um, Peacemaker and his dad having a conversation, uh, and, uh, P, uh, what's it called? Um, Peacemaker's dad's laughing with some other white supremacists. Uh, he's laughing with them talking about some fucking racist shit probably. And the guard tells him like, Oh, you got a visitor. Peacemaker and his dad are then talking. Peacemaker then talks to his dad, telling him that his crew framed him by switching his fingerprints for his, his dad's like, what? He's fucking pissed off. Um, his father, his dad starts talking down to him, telling him that he should have killed him when he was born. He says, I think he says he should have, I should have slit your throat when you came out your mother's womb or something like that. Uh, telling him he never loved him. He, he loved his brother. He was a lot better than you, uh, but he never loved Peacemaker and he fucking hates his guts. Um, his dad then continues to insult him and he says the first chance he gets, he's spilling the beans on Peacemaker's black ops gig. Um, we then go to uh, Vigilante and Adebayo having a conversation about how Peacemaker is good at heart but how his father is a piece of shit and, um, Adebayo and, um, Adebayo, um, is all like, you're vigilante, are you? Cause vigilante's in his civilian clothes. And he goes, no, I'm not. She goes, you have the exact same voice. And he goes, no, I'm not. He does like a different voice. She goes, you just made your voice deeper. And he tries to, he's all pissed off and everything. And by the way, I'm not walking with the limp because of anything with my pinky, he goes, I'm just, I think he says my, my foot's asleep or I sprained my foot or something like that or whatever. Then, uh, they go sit down and, um, she sits with him by at a bench and she tells him she's all like, um, you know, his dad's a piece of shit. And she subtly, not so subtly tells Vigilante, yeah, you know, it'd be great if he wasn't here anymore or he was gone. And then Vigilante walks away, just goes, uh, I have something to do. And he walks out of frame and she's kind of like, "Ugh, okay. And I was kind of like, when that happened, I was like, what? What's he, where's he going? And I guess it's just because he's a fucking weird guy and the way he acts, it just doesn't, it doesn't always like, like what? I don't know. It's weird. Um, we then go back to, we then have, uh, the next scene is, uh, at a bio, she's giving a peacemaker a ride home where peacemaker gets emotional about his father and about other people hating his guts at a bio comforts him, telling him that she doesn't hate him or she doesn't hate his guts. Um, we go back to vigilante and he, I guess he walks, he's walking around the back of the prison or jail where the guards are having lunch in the back. And he starts moving this trash can towards a window and they're looking at him like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And he grabs the metal trash can, he throws it at the window and it cracks the window, makes a big ass crack on it. And they're like, all right, get on the ground, get on the ground. He did it on purpose to get arrested to go in the jail or the prison. Excuse me. We then, um, we then see John, uh, John Economos. He walks into the room with another IV bag at where, uh, judo master was. And he just goes, Oh fuck. And he drops he drops the IV on the ground and he's, he realizes that Judo Master escaped. Then he turns around. Judo Master fucking karate kicks him, uh, kicks him into a table and to, in, in, right into the fucking wall. Um, Peacemaker and Adebayo pull up uh, and then uh, they walk into the room and they see that fucking John Economos is fucking bloody in his nose and he's fucked up on the table and or not fuck, fucked up uh, against the wall, got kicked into the wall. And he's like, Judo Master escaped. And they're like, where? He goes, through the hallway window. And they point out, he points at the window. Peacemaker then jumps out of the window, off the, uh, onto the, another roof of the building, jumps off the roof and does a fucking superhero landing. And 
He starts walking to a parking lot, to the nearby parking lot, searching for Judo Master, who then jumps him. So I'm not sure if this is Judo Master's theme song. It's pretty cool. It's like a whistling thing. I thought it was the theme song, like the little theme for the um, butterflies, but I guess it's for Judo Master as well. Um, you start hearing a little th Judo Master's theme playing, looking around. He tells Judo Master, round two, motherfucker. And um, Judo Master then jumps uh, jumps off of this semi-truck and they start fucking fighting each other. Uh, they're going back and forth. He throws Judo Master on the ground, punching him in his fucking face. Judo Master's kicking him back, fucking him up. They're beating each other's asses. He starts calling each other names. Judo Master says, you have a very bubbly, a very bubbly uh, body frame. He goes, what? So what are we doing? Um, what are we doing fucking... Um, what are we doing? Uh, throwing playground insults at each other? Or I uh, say, all right, fine. He starts throwing insults back and forth. Uh, he puts Peacemaker in a um, in an armbar. Peacemaker does a fucking powerbomb move uh, straight out of the WWE. Does a WWE fucking powerbomb move with one arm onto the car. Fucks him up. Um, they're staring at each other and they're fighting and stuff like that. And they're looking at each other. And Judo Masters are like, you don't understand. He goes, butterflies are not what you think. And then right before he's about to say something, he gets fucking shot off. And he gets shot by someone off screen. You're like, what the fuck? And I'm like, who the fuck shot him? I'm like, did somebody from a distance shoot him? I'm like, who the fuck shot him? Then we turn around and we see that it was uh, Adebayo fucking shot him. And she's all like, oh my God, I never shot anyone before. He goes, you shot him. She goes, I never, I never shot anyone before. Oh my God. And she's, he's all like, she's, I, I never shot anyone before. She's all like, what the fuck? Oh my God. And he goes, he was about to say something about the butterflies. And, um, uh, so I, okay. I'm not sure if he's dead. I don't think he's dead. Cause he's, he's gotten his fucking head bashed in. Got his, he's gotten his ass kicked so many fucking times before where I thought he was going to die. And I don't think he's dead. I think he just got shot and he's fatally wounded, but they take him back in the room. John Econ hooks him back up to an IV and she's basically all like, uh, Harcourt's in there. She's all like, um, uh, She's like, I'm not fucking cut out for this shit. Like, she shot somebody. I, sh I shot somebody. And um, she's all like, is he going to die? And Harcourt goes, probably. And then Harcourt tries to relate to her saying, hey, look, she understands how she feels. And um, uh, uh, she understands how it feels and how it hurts. Otherwise, and, you know, she, okay, she tries to level with her basically. Like, this is the first time we see Harcourt kind of, you know, be a little more, not soft, but a little more humanized where she's not too much of a stuck up bitch. And she's like, hey, you know, you know, we, I understand that it hurts when you, you shoot, hurt when you kill somebody. She goes, you know, it's good that you feel that or else you end up becoming like uh, you becoming uh, end up becoming like Amanda Waller who just treats humans, human life like it's nothing. And then she kind of looks at her. Harcourt doesn't see her look at her. She kind of looks at her like uh, Adebayo looks at her like because uh, she knows it's her mom. But she can't say anything to blow her cover. Um, Adebayo. Uh, um, what's it called? Um, yeah, nobody else knows that it's her daughter. She, she looks at her like, what the, like, uh, yeah, haha, I got you. Uh, then, uh, Clemson, um, Clemson rips the team about, uh, how Vigilante is going to kill Peacemaker's father and fuck everything up because they tell him that, because he knows that Vigilante is still in the fucking jail and she's pissed off at, he's pissed off at, at a bio, at a bio says she was just trying to make the hard choice back to the thing that, um, uh, Harcourt said to her early in the episode. Uh, the teams go back and forth about losing Vigilante. Oh, they got to get him out of the prison before he tries to kill the White Dragon. Finding out his, then they find out his identity. They go through the like, database or something like that. They try to find him, and they they find out his identity. His name is Adrian Chase. So that's the name of the uh, that's that's the identity of Vigilante and his character. His name is Adrian Chase. Um, 
We then go uh, to Peacemaker's dad in jail, talking with the white supremacists at some table, laughing about some racist shit, probably. Vigilante then uh, walks by, he interrupts, pissing them off, calling them a bunch of dumb hillbilly racists, talks shit about country music, and basically just goats them into wanting to fight him. Um, the racist guides, they are like, what the fuck? And they try to fight Vigilante. Vigilante fucks all of them up and beats the shit out of them. Basically saying, like, he looks at, um, he stares down at the white dragon, um, Peacemaker's dad, and he's saying he's gonna fuck him up, basically. And then, um, uh, what the fuck does he do? Yeah, he threatens him, he's all like, he's gonna get, and he goes, I'm gonna fuck you up. And he tells, uh, he tells uh, Peacemaker's dad, he goes, you are fucked, you're a fucked up father, or something like that. And then he basically is all like, he puts two together and goes, guards, I want to speak with a uh, detective something, something. I got some information because he's basically trying to going to spill the beans. Basically like, oh, these motherfuckers are trying to get me killed. I'm in here wrongly. And legally, technically he is in there wrongly. I mean, fuck him. He deserves to be in there, but legally he's in there wrongly. And he's basically about to spill the beans. And um, they, uh, they uh, handcuff both of them, take them back to their cells. Um, then we go to a bar, we go to a cut to a bar and Harcourt is at a bar drinking and Peacemaker walks up to her. She's just like, fuck off. Leave me alone. And, um, Peacemaker basically asks her like, like, what did you, what's in my file? What did you read in my file about the fucked up shit his dad did when he was a kid? Then she tells him like, I never read your fucking file. And then he just kind of like, eh. and she goes, all right. She goes, um, she goes, I know that your dad trained you to kill since you were a kid and your brother died in a mysterious circumstance related to Peacemaker. Basically, so he, he has a brother. We, we already established that. But she basically kind of says like, hey, you know, like we we know that your dad trained you to kill since you were little. You fucking used to ride around with him and do shit with him. Fucked up shit. And we know that your brother died and it's somehow related to you. And he kind of just like, what the fuck? And he, I think he's, you know, in his head, he's kind of like, uh-oh. He knows how his brother died. And, um, what's it called? And, uh, Peacemaker, uh, Peacemaker then leaves. He heads back to his trailer. He starts drinking. He, he goes his backpack. He, and we, re we re see, and he reveals that he, inside of a jar, he has the butterfly that the Senator had. He, he put it in a jar and he kept it for his own. So he lied saying that he killed it. So he's got it for a souvenir as his own because he's got a bunch of other souvenirs from the people that he's killed, beat up and stuff like that as memorabilia or whatever the fuck. Or trophies, I guess you should say. He has a little, uh, the butterfly in a thing. Eagly comes up and starts knocking the butterfly down and messing with the butterfly, trying to get it out of the thing. And he's, hey, like, leave it alone. He starts smoking weed and drinking, starts playing some country music. He starts dancing around and everything. And he starts having flashbacks of, um, of tor him. I thought it was his brother at first, but it wasn't, obviously. Uh, I learned after. Um, him, and it's, it shows Peacemaker when he was probably like maybe fucking six or seven and he's got his fucking country mullet and stuff like that his dad's behind him and he's like smiling and laughing like yeah and he's got like a knife in his hand and i get and i he slits this guy's throat um and his dad's like laughing about it peacemaker doesn't want to do it because he doesn't want to torture this guy and his dad's like all ah, he fucking killed this guy who's tied up in their fucking trail or their house or whatever the fuck um then we get um flashbacks of his memory of rick flag and when he killed him and rick flag calls him a joke peacemaker is crying about it and getting emotional um peacemaker stabbed him in the heart and killed him for those you don't remember um we see flashbacks of peacemaker with his brother and him them bonding over some music um and then we see a, a semi-flashback 
of his brother convulsing on the ground outside somewhere and he's foaming at the mouth. And I'm not sure if he dies there. We don't see who, why he's convulsing at the mouth. We don't see, I don't know if he overdosed on something. I don't know if he got hit with a, you know, I don't, I don't know. We don't know. And um, Peacemaker starts, um, uh, he starts, uh, you know, tearing up. He falls on the ground. He's hugging his pillow. He's all, you know, emotional about it. So we're obviously going to learn more about his brother, how his brother died, more about his brother later on. Uh, we then go back to Adebayo at HQ, who comes to the conclusion that of something revealing. We don't know what it is. Uh, she calls up Clemson, who's at his apartment. And during the flashback scenes of his brother, we keep getting cuts in and out of Clemson at his apartment watching some movie. And he's just staring at the TV. And you're kind of just like, oh, okay, this guy's watching a fucking film. He's tired or whatever, just looking at this movie. And then when Adebayo calls him, she says, hey, she, uh, she came to the conclusion of something revealing. She calls Clemson up, and she believes, believes that she found something. And he goes, he goes, all right, I'll be right over. And then we get to the, we get the reveal that Clemson is a fucking butterfly. He picks up this bowl of some drink or some fucking slop and his tongue comes out and it's the same tongue suction cup thing that, um, same tongue straw cup suction cup thing that the, um, Senator and his kids were drinking the goop out of a bowl. So we found out he's a fucking butterfly and the episode ends. And you're like, what the f-? I'm like, okay, I give that shit a solid fucking... I give that shit a solid fucking 10 out of 10. It was a great fucking episode. Um, and then, you know, the credits after... Uh, credits happen, and the post credit scene, we go back to the banter about um, when he tell when, uh, uh, when Peacemaker's like, I'm not a racist. And then uh, Vigilante goes, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a fucking duck. And then um, Peacemaker starts talking shit about, like, that doesn't even make any sense. He goes, why would I, how could I be a duck? He goes, a duck couldn't be able to fit in my clothes. How would a duck be able to wear my helmet? A duck can't talk. He goes, that's dumb. He goes, that's the stupidest thing you've ever said, vigilante, about a duck. He goes, that's like a duck, that's that's like a talking duck dressing in a suit and tie. And he's referencing Howard the Duck, the, the fucking side character, or the little cameo Howard the Duck that James Gunn had in the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, volume one, or volume two was one. Oh, volume one. It was in volume one where uh, Howard the Duck is um, drinking his uh, some drink, and uh, he in the post credit scene with the collector. So he's making fun of Howard the Duck. I thought that was fucking funny. Different, different uh, comic book universes. Still fucking funny. James Gunn is awesome with the references. Then the episode ends. Wow, one twenty-five, one twenty-six now. One twenty, an hour and twenty-six minutes in. God damn. Well, this has been a long episode. Fuck, man. I can, I'm can. i going to keep saying it, man. This show is awesome. I can't wait for next Thursday. I can't wait to to watch the show again when it comes out. I'm, I'm happy. Now, the next episode is going to be the last one that James Gunn directed. So, it's going to be good, obviously. Uh, I just hope that the next, I think, three episodes after that, I don't know who they're directed by. I hope those are as good as these first five ones. If they're not, I'll be saying it here on the podcast. Um I've given the series, um, first episode, I'm going to give it a, um, I'm going to give it a solid, uh, fuck it, I'm, I'm going to give it a fucking 10 out of 10, I'm going to give it, okay, no, you know what, okay, I'll give it a 9 out of 10, 9 out of 10, um, great intro, uh, great intro, okay, I, okay, you know what, I can't rate the first episode because the first three episodes came out at the same time, so the first three episodes, 
they get a 10 out of 10. It was great seeing all the three episodes because I got continuity for everything. I probably would have rated it differently if they would have came out weekly one by one, but they gave us the first three. So those three first episodes, 10 out of 10. This next episode, 10 out of 10. This series is a 10 out of 10 so far for me. Five-star series so fucking far. Go fucking check it out on HBO Max. John Cena is great in this role. The other characters are great in this role. Great chemistry between all the actors and actresses in the show. It's awesome. It, it's, just, it's a good-ass show. They don't hold back. James Gunn doesn't hold back. This is, this is James Gunn at his best. Because there have been some movies like, for instance, the, the Belko Experiment, where a lot of it's just, some of it just doesn't, it doesn't flow right. You know, some of the fucking shit they say, it's, it's kind of just like, oh, they're saying this. They're saying certain words just for the sake of saying them. In this show, it's literally fucking funny every time they curse and say some fucking funny, fucked up, stupid shit. A great show. 10 out of 10 so far. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's going to be it for tonight, today, whatever time of day you guys are listening to this at. Hopefully, you listen to this shit all day. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your brothers. Tell your sisters. Tell your cousins. Tell your girl. Tell your boyfriends. Tell fucking everybody. Tell your grandma. Tell your fucking boss. Tell your next door neighbor. And hopefully, your neighbor isn't as fucking annoying as Peacemaker and his dad think that their neighbor is. So, all right, guys. I'm going to go ahead and end this shit here. End this episode here. Um... I hope you guys all have a good day. I hope you guys all have good times for whatever's coming up for you guys in the near future. We'll be back sooner rather than later. This has been the No Limit Lab. We're going to be going over the next episode of Peacemaker when it comes out and the next episode of The Book of Boba Fett when it comes out. And what else is coming out? Fuck, we got a lot of stuff coming out this year. We got Batman in March, Moon Knight in, um, I believe, March or April. Moon Knight in March? I don't know. We got Moon Knight, Batman, we got more Peacemaker, more Book of Boba, and we got the Casting Andor series. I'm not too excited about that. Uh, we got fucking... Shit, we got, we got a lot of good stuff coming out this year, and I'm excited. South Park, South Park 25th season coming out on February 5th, I believe. I'm gonna be going over that. Um, yeah. UFC 270, I believe, is tomorrow. Is Yeah. UFC 270 is tomorrow on Saturday, uh, Friday, January 22nd. So um, I might do a review on that. Uh, we'll see. Uh, if I don't watch the whole pay-per-view, if I don't watch the whole pay-per-view, um, I'll just do, I'll do reviews on the stuff that I thought was good. Uh, I'm not going to watch. I most likely won't watch the fucking prelims. So I'm, I'm going to, if I watch the whole pay-per-view, I'll do a review the best I can on it. Um, and yeah. So expect that, but also don't get your hopes up because I might not do that. I got other stuff I got to do. But all right, guys, this has been the No Limit Lab. I'll see you sooner rather than later. Have a good night.